anybody way in the back wants to sit in the front, way in the back there want to sit in the very front, just so the the uh, Johnny Come Latelys uh, will uh, sit in the back, because that's just what they do. But anyways, guys, enough of my going on and on and on. That's all for me. Take it, Jesse. Thank you. Amazing. Wow, you got to applaud again. <laughs> Are you a father? No? You're not a father? Nice. <laughs> Are you? No. You? You, Hassan? Wow. You might be. <laughs> That's amazing. Did anybody hear Nick's show yesterday? Or Friday? Oh, you heard it? How was it? It's always good. Oh, it is? Oh. <laughs> Did he sing? Or blaze the guitar? Uh, you did. You did. You did. Uh, you listen to it too. Uh, you listen to it every Friday. Oh, you do. Oh, uh, you got one fan. Uh, a lesson listen every Friday. <laughs> it does count. Good. Thank God for one. One is a thousand. So you ladies been crying this month? (laughs) 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 I never heard nothing like that. I heard that they get frustrated and irritated, but I didn't know they cry. They what? Did you cry because you're frustrated? Wow. Amazing. So, let's not go back here. And uh, no wonder we have so much noise once a month in the world. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can um, get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, but there's a change. We now channel... Channel members only. Oh, we are now channel members only on YouTube. Channel members only, right? Hey, they have all this language that I don't know. But we are now channel members only on YouTube. All right. Happy Father's Day, everybody. How y'all? Good. Um, I was thinking about you and your big family, and you so young. What is it like being a father for you? Hmm, that's a good question. It's amazing. 
It's beautiful. Um, it's challenging in that I have to, I had to develop and uh, sort of like seek the Father earlier on in life so that I can get the hell out of me yeah. so that I wouldn't pass that down to them. So I saw that earlier because I became a father pretty young. Oh, you did? Yeah. And, um, so you became one as a young person. Had you already overcome or you? No, you I did It was one of the things that's actually, you know, it's one of the reasons why I love my daughter a lot. It's because it challenged me to see things that I had going on in my life and I saw in others that I didn't want for her yeah. in the future. Yeah. And so it forced me to look at myself a little earlier than I think I probably would have in order to overcome. Oh, nice. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like a burden to have a big family? Absolutely not. Oh, I wish okay. I could have 10 more. 10 more? Well, maybe six or seven. <laughs> Football wow. field. Ten, yeah. Six more? Maybe. Yeah, six total. <laughs> I used Especially. to want 10 kids. <laughs> You used to want 10, yeah. I used to want 10. I wanted a big family. Because you hear it back in the day about all these yeah, big families and how beautiful it is. I came from a big family. That's amazing. But one is enough for me. Yeah. yeah. I have one and that's enough now. Yeah. Well, good, man. Yeah. Um, amazing. So, anybody here for the first time? Oh, you are? Uh, tell us your name and how do you hear about us. Okay. Um, my name is Kenechi. I usually go by Ken. It's easier for more people. But... Um, that's weird. I found you on YouTube um, like a couple years ago, and at first I thought you were crazy, but I thought <laughs> I thought I thought you were hilarious, so I kept with it, and then like eventually it started making sense all the things you were saying, and then I started looking inward, and uh, I just been on like a crazy journey the last couple years. Yeah. I, used to, I used to be like a beta Democrat and all that stuff, oh, yeah. and I, like give all that up. I never thought I'd end up being a Christian. It's like the weirdest thing ever. You never thought you'd end up being a Christian? Yeah. Uh, and why not? Because for years I was, uh, I thought I was an atheist. Oh, I see. You know. I mean, I actually um, consulted with you last Monday. I don't know if you remember. I know you look for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so your parents did raise, were not Christians while you were growing up? Uh, my dad's Catholic, but like nominally, not like a strong believer. And my mom was like a non-denominational Christian, but again, not a strong believer. Right. So, like, I never had the strong influence. And they never explained things to me in a way that made sense. So I would have all these questions, and they could never answer it. And then, like, at the church, the people could never answer it. Right. So I just thought they were all, like, wrong, you know. They can't explain their position. So it didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Nice. Yeah. Any questions about anything? No, no. I just wanted to let you know I, um, I called my parents, and I forgave them. Uh, on Friday, and it was like the, the most amazing feeling ever. Oh, you did it on Friday? I did it. And how did they respond? I, they took it way better than I thought they would. I was, <laughs> I was afraid. I was especially afraid of my mom, like how she was going to take it. I thought she was going to go off on me. Oh, I didn't do anything wrong. You're just sensitive, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> she was actually like apologetic. She cried. It was. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good. <clears throat> That's why we have to do it no matter what the devil tell us. We have to do it anyway. And, and have no expectation. Good, man. Thank you. Well, you got that done. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Anybody else first time? Hey, welcome. Hey. What's your name? Melvin. I'm from Florida. First time in Cali and first time to your show. Oh, yeah? yeah. What part of Florida? 
uh, Hollywood, Florida. It's Broward. Nice, man. Yeah, Welcome. Florida. Thank you. Uh, I've been watching you for a couple of years, too, so it's kind of surreal to see you, like, in person. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Did you go and forgive? Uh... No, not officially. Like, would you have to actually go in person and tell them? My father's deceased. My mother's still alive, but I never went in person to like. And why have you done it? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what to forgive about. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, she's not perfect for sure. Right. You know, That's what you forgive her for. Right. Those imperfect things. Right. Are you afraid to face her? To forgive, maybe that. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and maybe. what do you think gonna happen? I think she might be a little shocked. I don't think it's not going to be a big deal, but... And you don't want to shock her? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind actually doing it. Yeah. I'm not sure what to, what's going to come from it, but... Well, see what you resent it for. I highly recommend you do it if you want to be free. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. Good, man. Any questions about anything? No. No, thank you All right. for having me. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Is this your first time? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's your name? And how do you hear about us? Uh, through him. Oh, hey, yeah. him. <coughs> and what's your name? Jasmine is my name. Yeah. yeah. Have you, you listened to the show? I have, yeah. And wh- what do you think about it? I like it. I enjoy it. Is it helpful? Yeah. Yeah. So have you gone and forgiven? No, I haven't. And, but and why not? It's on my list of things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not at the top? No, uh, not yet. <laughs> and, and what's holding you back from putting it first? <coughs> um, <coughs> I don't know, it's hard to have conversations with my parents, I think. And, but you, you don't need a conversation. You just need mm-hmm. to go and forgive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was telling them, have no expectation. You just go in there and say, hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. Once you see that you have that, and uh, have no expectations. So if they say, I'm sorry, fine. If not, fine. You will go free. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Any questions about anything? No, I don't. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Are you nervous right now? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> of what? Of holding a microphone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so you're nervous holding the microphone? A little bit. Uh, and what's your mind telling you about it? Um, I don't know. It's not really telling me anything. So what got you nervous? I didn't expect to hold the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, any other questions? I want to deal with the uh, <clears throat> biblical question. Are you in a raw human relationship? Are you in a raw human relationship? We had an amazing women's forum this Thursday. Y'all missed it if you weren't there. Um, let's start here. Are you in a raw human relationship with the beard? <laughs> It's just one thing. I got a problem with the English barrier. Oh, you don't speak English? Just a little bit. Oh, uh, see. But I don't understand the question. Oh, okay. Can I uh, pass? Good to meet you. Are you in a raw human relationship? Um, when I think of, like, uh, in the past, um, I would say pretty much uh, the mindset I would be in or, you know, how you kind of get trained, how you think... Um, or well, let me let me start over. <laughs> um, so I would say like every relationship, like my past friends or relationships in the past, have always been wrong because uh, now that I have a different perspective, uh, now knowing that you know feelings are fake, it's not the real deal. Um, 
you realize that a lot of these uh, relationships you get into, um, you got into them based on how you feel or how that person made you feel. Yeah. And it's it, when you realize it, it's never, it was never real to begin with. Um, so, like, uh, yeah, I would say that I was in the wrong human relationships because, uh, let's just say I had something to gain from uh, the people that I was uh, around with, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, now for the most part, these past two years, I've just been pretty much alone. I don't hang out with nobody, just my dad. Oh, that's your that's father? It. Yeah, it's my dad. Is this his first time here? It's our second time, both. Oh, second time. right on. Right. Yeah. Um, so what is it like being alone? Well, for the most part, all my life, I've always been alone. Oh, you have? Uh, yeah. Um, just from time to time, I would... Uh, I never really needed to hang out with people that much to begin with. Just once in a while, I'd feel a little urge or a need to hang out with people. But, um, but being alone, no, I'm at my happiest when I'm at alone. Yeah. Uh, I feel more alone being around others. So, like, I feel more, uh, I prefer to be alone. I have my funnest times when I'm alone, basically. Are you nervous around people? Like uh, I used to be uh, prior to forgiving. Right. Uh, but after that, nah, I don't really care about nothing or what people think or I don't get caught up on, oh, what are people going to say or all that. I don't care about nothing like that. Do you have fear? Um, I don't, I can't really answer that because well, at least I want to say, I don't think yet I've been really like put in a situation or face something like challenging enough to right. make, so I, so I don't know yet. Like nothing's come up yet that's challenged me yet. Oh, I see. Well, um, no, yes, that's as much as I can say is on that right now, oh, okay. on fear. Yeah. Right on. Anybody thought about the biblical question this week? Are you in a wrong human relationship? No? Yes. Are you in a wrong human relationship? Yes, I am. And, and why do you say it's wrong? What's a wrong human relationship? A relationship that's based more on anger than on grace. Um, you still have anger? I, look, I see I have uh, a quite a bit of anger. My only, the only thing that, keep, uh, that keep, uh, keeps me from getting into trouble is my awareness of it. Oh, amazing. Okay. Nice. The young lady in front of you want to respond. Are you in a raw human relationship? I don't think so, no. Not anymore. And not anymore. What is a raw human relationship? I think one that... I think that you know that being a Christian, there's sort of kind of aligning yourself with people that think the same, believe the same. And, um, you know, the Bible talks about yoking yourself, obviously, with your husband or your wife being um, the same. Um, and not being unequally yoked. And I think that pretty much goes for the same with friendships. So, you know, you have, like, work colleagues and people that you see, but they're not really your friends. So right. I would say that my friend <coughs> friends are people that are the same. Oh, okay. Which is not a lot of people, but it's, you know, good relationships. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Amazing. So I wouldn't say so. I think I'd not got rid of, but I don't connect with some of the people that I used to connect with because we're just too different Nice. How about right here? Oh, go ahead. You can be fine. 
Are I, you in a raw human relationship? When I first heard the question, I was thinking to myself, what are you talking about? But I always think like that <laughs> when the questions come up because sometimes they're worded a bit they're vague. They're worded a bit vague on purpose so that you can think for yourself. <clears throat> and so um, I was thinking wrong human relationship. And what I thought that you meant about that is do we see ourselves in the correct way with others or do we see ourselves and others in the correct way and do we have the right connection with others and so before I used to see people as opportunities um, and now I see people and when I didn't get the opportunities from the people I, I would hate or I would be angry and so now I have a blanketed love for everyone and so I think that's the correct relationship that we should have Oh, okay. So. Amazing. This young lady want to respond right here. Mm, I would say no. And why do you say no? What's, what's a raw human relationship? I don't really, I don't really, when you ask the question, I don't really understand what a wrong human relationship is, but I know that you've said um, you've never done anything wrong when you think about the the perspective of the past like come into light it wasn't you it's the not you so if I think about that in the past never doing anything wrong before I came to understand that um, I would have said yes I've been in wrong human relationships but now I would say no because I don't really understand how it could be wrong. It, to me, it's like <laughs> destiny. Like, if you're in a relationship. Like, looking back, I would say, like, yeah, all my relationships were wrong because, uh, like he said, behind me, you're in it. It's fake. It's like you're in it for something or they're in it for something. It's not real. And I don't think you realize that until you, like, wake up and start to understand more, understand yourself. When you think about the question itself? Um, I think all the questions, the biblical questions are interesting because, like he said, it makes you think for yourself. And that's what I want. I want everybody yeah. to start thinking for themselves, to be yourself. Yeah. You're never going to be free until you can be you. You're never going to be free until that happens. <clears throat> okay. How about you, Alice? Are you in a wrong human relationship? Don't get nervous. <laughs> He started shaking and moving about. Um, <laughs> I think so, yeah. You think so? Yeah. And why? what's a wrong human relationship? Um, kind of like what others have been touching on, like the whole, I guess, the fakeness of it all. I prefer like to, to be alone as well. I find peace and calm in being away from people so I can examine myself. And I notice that when I'm around... Even my family, for example, it doesn't feel real. It does feel a little bit false and a little bit fake. And um, what, what's fake about it? Having to keep the peace, oh. having to feel like you have to keep the peace, and having to feel like maybe walking on eggshells, that kind of a thing. And that shouldn't have to be there. Oh, okay. And so that's why I think. <clears throat> okay. How about you? The biblical question. Are you in a raw human relationship? Uh, great question, and uh, I don't think I am. And, uh, and why not? Um, 
Well, I just, the relationships that I am in, I, <clears throat> I'm in them with zero expectations. I know you sometimes talk about, oh, no one can have love. No one really is anybody's friend. And even if, assuming that's true, I, I have no expectations that anyone loves me or it thinks I'm special. The, I keep few friendships. I live alone. I don't <clears throat> expect you know, I really don't have any expectation. I feel like I used to be in wrong human relationships when I, oh, they're not calling me back, or, oh, they got together and they didn't invite me, or this, a month ago they did X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I know what's going to happen if I tell them to come over this Saturday. Like, I just don't do that anymore. I don't care. It's not. And so what does it mean to be in a wrong human relationship? For me, I guess the way I interpreted the question <clears throat> is, is uh, the more relationships you have, Wrong human relationships, right, whatever. The more relationships you have with people, the more variables I see it as where it can affect you in a way um, where you get taken off of that mark of like being right here in this space, being yourself, not trying to satisfy family or mama or whoever because family don't want you to talk a certain way or not talk a certain way. I, I feel like it's, it's variables. It's different. How can I put it in a biblical sense? It's different. Um, different tools, I guess, you put in the, in the devil's like toolbox to whisper in your ear and make you kind of start thinking backwards instead of just being in your present moment. Oh, okay. How about you? Where's it going? Sideways. Were um, you aware of the biblical question? Yeah. Um, am I in a wrong human <coughs> relationship? I was thinking about it. I have no idea what it means exactly. <laughs> Um, nice. I could go like two ways, externally or internally. So am I in a wrong, wrong relationship with other people? I would say yes. And in, am I in a wrong relationship with myself? I would say yes, but I'm overcoming. So, And how are you in a wrong, <coughs> excuse me, how are you in a wrong relationship with you? Yourself? With myself, yeah. um, Still overcoming my ego, overcoming emotions and little internal struggles. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Amazing. Yes, sir. Um, I didn't. I didn't think I was in a wrong human relationship until like the two previous uh, speakers. Um, I definitely do that eggshell walking thing with my family. You do? Yeah. Ever since I became more conservative. It has been hell in the house. <laughs> Anytime I go over there, it, it always like devolves into yelling and stuff like that. And I'm like calm, and I'm just like just trying to explain my point, and it's just like they're not trying to hear it at all. Yeah. So do you um, argue with them? In the sense of like I state my position and I say where I think they're wrong, but not with any emotion. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm trying to have like a debate kind of thing, and they're they're trying to have an argument. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask. Because I guess it ties to what you were saying about being, you're not going to be free till you can be yourself. How do you navigate, you know, like trying to not like piss people off, but also not hiding yourself and pretending to be something you're not? How do you deal with that? Yeah. By not dealing with it. <laughs> so just say whatever. Yeah. And if it, whatever comes, comes. If you're a free person, you will. Okay. I mean, but you'll see what to say and what not to say. Mm -hmm. You won't be out of control mm -hmm. and just trying to prove something. Okay. But it, you just see, once you see, 
see and take care of everything. Okay. Because there was a call I was listening to with you, and there was a guy who said he called you, and he had all his coworkers around him, and they all hated all the things he was saying. Right. And you were like, you know, you were just, uh, you know, like praising him for being free. Like, and I, I don't think I could do that kind of thing at work. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Are you doing a silent prayer? I am. I did it again this morning. Do you just trust your thoughts? The thoughts? No, I don't trust my thoughts. If you didn't trust that yeah. and just see, all your fears would disappear. Okay, it's hard. It's hard to separate the thoughts from you. Like, like I think of them, but it's hard to look at them and not identify with them. Right. But if you stay with it, it'll happen. That you can't make that happen on your own. Okay. You have to stay on that road, straight and narrow path. Just don't give up. Stay with the prayer, and eventually you'll become more and more away from them. Okay. You'll be separated from them. Cool. But you got to stay with it. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. All right. Uh, he want to respond to the question. Are you in a wrong human relationship? I don't know. You don't know? No. Oh, okay. But I've been thinking about the question because why don't I know? So, right. Uh, I don't think so. I think the sim- for me to make it the simplest is any relationship where I have an expectation would right. be wrong. And I... So that's where I'm at with it. But I don't think so. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Hassan want, and then Nate want to respond. Are <laughs> uh, you in a wrong human relationship? And this is a fellowship. So just relax. It's not a contest. There's no right or wrong. It's just getting you to know yourself. I want to encourage you to do that. So you don't make an F or anything. <laughs> or A. Okay. Uh, no. You're not in a... And what is a wrong human relationship? Well, I was thinking about it, and I was immediately thinking about all my relationships with people. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, if there's no expectations, and I'm not expecting nothing, and this and that. But then I realized that I wouldn't even have those expectations of the other human relationships if I didn't have that for myself. So those are all just like um, extensions of my own human relationship with myself. So, but now that I feel that I've overcome my own human uh, bad relationship, (laughs) that I don't feel like all those just disappeared. Oh, okay. They just kind of are. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Yes, Nick. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I do. I, I, what is a wrong human relationship? The way I answer that is a wrong human relationship is it's, um, it's the false illusion of a person you have. And most, if not all, relationships are pretty much like that. You just you don't really know the person. And, and so they, they'll, turn, they'll like get mad at you. They'll turn things that you don't expect. And, and so... That's what I think is a bad or like a wrong human relationship. Oh, okay. And I'm finding out stuff about the relationships I'm in all the time that I didn't realize. And I'm like, wow, I didn't, I completely thought it was one way, but it's another way. And so that's how I see a wrong human relationship. And yeah, those are, uh, I'm in those. But I don't have the wrong relationship with that relationship because I don't, I'm not like hating what I'm seeing. So, oh, okay. <laughs> 
This young man want to respond way in the back. <laughs> Are you in a raw human relationship? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? No. Oh, okay. This is your first time here? No, this is my second time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, did I see your hand? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, you said about um, how you back? Oh, you recognize me right yeah. from the call? <laughs> yeah, it, all week I was just on the floor. You know, I have a beta back. You know, yeah, <laughs> or a herniated disc. I don't know if James has a. Oh yeah. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, oh. You don't know? <laughs> yeah, he has a beta back. Yeah. He has um, one. Is no more beta. Oh, yeah. oh. oh, I see. So you haven't had an MRI? No. No? Oh, well, well anyway. I did, and it's, it's yeah. So you're my, fine now? My disc, uh, I have a disc, uh, L4, L5, on the um, spine. Yeah, but it's a long story. But yeah, yeah, I don't we don't want to get into it. I right. Forget it, you know, we're just, we're just going to waste right. time on it. Yeah. So are you in a wrong human relationship? Uh, <laughs> wrong human relationship? Uh, with my father, Yes. Um, what does it mean to be in a raw human relationship to you? You know, ever since I've uh, woken up, there's more violence, more um, aggression. Coming out of you? No, 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 from my father and my mother. Oh. Like, <laughs> like they get aggressive. Like, why? Like, why are you so aggressive with me, you know? Yeah. Uh, remember last year uh, I volunteered to clean up the back? And I accidentally cleaned up the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> my dad volunteered to help me, and I told him when he when he started getting mad. Why this? He started saying all this stuff, and I told him, "Look, you didn't have to come. I wanted to do this, you know." Did okay, you get so mad back? I didn't get mad, but he started attacking me, you know, with 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 the. Oh, he uh, hit you with the rake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Why, why are you getting so aggressive? You know, but whatever. We finished it. That's amazing. Yeah. He hit you? Yeah. Whoa. At my age. He gave well, you a I was 34 back then, but like, I was like, what? The, why would you attack? Why would you hit me? You know? Like, <laughs> amazing. I mean, okay. Just, yeah. Um, so let me ask, uh, speaking of, how about you? Are you the raw? Human relationship? I say yes. And why do you say yes? I, well, I feel like all friends are ego. They all just feed your ego, you know? Okay. And so all your friends are feeding your ego? Um, I suppose so. And it's interesting because, um, like, after the forum, my friend texted me, like, an hour later or something, and she's like, this is all ego. And it's like, LOL. But at least we know that and we're aware of that, you know? We can, um, you know, edify each other. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Amazing. So let me ask, how many people have ever said thank you to someone? They did something for you and you said thank you. Oh, good. Why did you say thank you? It was taught to me. It was you taught? You know how when you're a little kid, right. your mom says, say thank you. But really, what I, when, so my daughter, you, oh, go ahead. when my daughter was just a baby, <clears throat> I remember some someone gave her a little 
little thing from McDonald's, and it was a little toy, right? And she just, her face just lit up, right? And that was, that's thank you. That's a pure thank you. There is no need to say any words because she was showing it. Yeah. But um, for me, I was just taught to do that. Oh, okay. Amazing. Let me see the hands. The young lady in the white jacket, she, have you ever said thank you to someone? Um. Um. I mean, I'm sure I have. You're not, you don't no, know I'm for saying, sure? I'm sure I have. Is there a possibility you haven't said thank you to anyone? Well, I'm a cashier, <laughs> and like all the customers, they always say thank you, and I just stare at them. And then it's just awkward for like a second, and they leave. Which... So when you said thank you, why did you say it? Well, I didn't say it. They say it. I mean, when you, you have said it sometime in life, right? Mm-hmm. And why did you say it when you said it then? Because um, it made me feel good. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's so nice. That's oh, fun. nice. How many of you been afraid of failure? You thought, what, what, what's going to happen in my life? Oh, yeah. Um, this young man first. Why, did, why were you afraid of failure? Because of the expectations my family has for me and that I have for myself. That who has for you? My family oh, okay. and myself. And what type of expectation? Can you give me an example? Uh, like a practical success in society, making money. And then uh, that's probably the biggest worry that weighs on me. Yeah. And where did you get that from? Oh, well, you know, growing up, my parents were always telling me if I don't... Speak up get, a little bit for me. <clears throat> If I don't get good grades, then, you know, I'm going to have a very low quality of life. You know, they, they instilled that in me very young. That you won't have a quality life? Yeah. What's a quality life? Just like uh, not worrying about paying your bills month to month and getting the things that you want, like a nice car, nice house. <laughs> and that's a quality life? Well... There's more important things, but that helps. Like what? And this is not a, just relax, that's fellowship, it's not a contest. No right or wrong. I think good relationships are more important than that, those things. Good relationships are important? Yeah. Me, why? I mean, the people in your life <coughs> kind of define your day-to-day they what now? They define how your day's going to go, how your... Oh, so the people in your life defines how your day is going to go? I mean, obviously what's in, your, what's in your own self is more important, but, I mean, if you're not interacting with other people, or then really what are you doing? You're, most of the, your day you're going to be interacting with other people. And so are you still afraid of failure? Mm, I think that I've, yeah, I'm still afraid of failure. Oh, you are? Yeah. And so what does that feel like? Uh, it's like a, uh, it's just an anxiety that, 
kind of at the end of the day when you reflect on everything you did and you think of all your mistakes, that's, you know, I don't know. So if you never got a house or a car or whatever, you would feel like a failure? Like, for example, I, I live in my parents' house still. How old are you? 27. What a beta. I know. <laughs> Why are you living with him? <laughs> He's like, I know. Is, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's expensive. What? It's really expensive out here. How, are you married? No. What's, you have kids? No. What's expensive? Rent. What? Rent. <laughs> And so you're going to stay with mom and daddy until it's, it's no longer expensive? No, I mean, I'm saving up, but... Why can't you get two jobs or do what it takes? I mean, my job is very demanding. I used to work two jobs before I got this current job, but right. um, I can't imagine working more hours beyond what I do. Oh, okay. Amazing, man. And so do you feel like a failure living with your parents? Yeah. I bet. I would choke myself. I know. No, I'm kidding. Don't choke yourself. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm not in case you go out and choke himself. Do you believe you can overcome that feeling? Uh, yeah. Have you forgiven your parents? Yeah. How did that go? It went well. It did. This your first time here? No, I've been here before. Oh, so it went well? Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see your other hands. Did you have your hand? You okay, right here and then here. You're afraid of failure? No, I used to be. You asked. And why that. were you before? Um, at the time, I took life way too seriously. Everything was um, dire, and the future was closing in very quickly, and I basically couldn't see beyond like my day-to-day stuff I would try to put myself in the future and see myself in the state that I was at the time I couldn't see myself continuing the way that I was because I knew what my life was a mess and I was like well Speak up a if, bit. if I'm if I'm this messed up then the future was horrifying and I was like well if I'm a failure now I'm probably going to stay this way until I was ready to stop suffering I guess but yeah I was Basically, so you don't feel that way anymore? No, not anymore. Not at Are all. you a failure now? No, I don't uh, see myself. And what as... made you not a failure? I let go of, of basically everything. I let go completely, and I completely surrendered to whatever God has in store for me, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. And you say you're afraid of failure? Uh, definitely at one point I was. Um, because I went to school originally for biology, and the plan was to go to med school. And then I was, like, not a serious student, and I was goofing off too much. I didn't do well. So then I graduated. I went home, and I'm like, what am I going to do now? Like, I'm back with Mama. I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. Yeah. So I got super serious, and I ended up doing nursing. And so that, like, um, now I have, like, a pretty good job, and I'm taking care of all my stuff. I don't live with Mama anymore. It's great. But, um now it gets like a it's a different type of worry about failure cuz i'm not like this is not my um dream job or anything i'm just doing it cuz it pays the bills and it takes care of business but i'm wondering what like what the future will hold that i would do that be you know more satisfying like fulfilling so now you have a different type of feeling of failure yeah and what is it like 
worry that I'm never going to be fulfilled, like have like a calling or a career that's like very fulfilling. Oh. I go to the job, I just do my hours and I go home, like, you know what I mean? And that feel like a failure? Yeah, not as much as before, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. Have you been feeling that way all your life, in one way or another? Uh, after school, because up before school, it's like you, there's a plan and, you know, you just have to execute. But then when you don't execute the plan, now you start to feel like a failure. <laughs> <laughs> did you think that school would make you feel better? Yeah, because... Uh, did you think your feeling would be gone if you went to school? And I did, yeah, and I did well because uh, I'm Nigerian or, like, my... Like, I'm, for, I'm born in America, but, like, my parents are Nigerian and the culture is, like, very, like... You go to school, you become like a doctor, a lawyer, like engineer. Like if you don't do that, then you're a failure. Wow, <laughs> what a mess up, huh? <laughs> yeah, how parents be screwing their kids up, <laughs> and then they don't want to take the responsibility, the blame for it. Yeah. Did you have your hair? Yes. I okay. Did, yeah. You feel like a failure? Uh, yes, I do. What uh, does that feeling feel like? Uh, well, because my father, I was always under my father's hand. And uh, he came here to he came here to this country, um, trying to overcome his own father, because uh, my dad's from Mexico. He, he came from he came here, and um, he wanted to be better than what his father was, you know. And then, uh, as I was growing up, I wanted to be like my dad, but um, my dad got. Uh, I always tried to follow him, but uh, my dad always tried to push me uh, to be better than he was. Better in what way? Um, working. Like, uh, I know the language, English, Spanish. See? Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, so he tried, you know, you know the both languages, you should do better, you know. No, but I want to be with you, Dad, you know, I want to, you yeah. know. And, uh, my mom always hated the fact that I always wanted to be with my dad. And um, so uh, my dad uh, went on his own. Uh, he worked for a company, a landscape company. Um, and he worked for a while, and then he went on his own. And then when he went on his own, I wanted to help him out. You know, I was like his, his helper, you know. Yeah. So um, not a lot of people uh, want to help their old man out, right? So, so do you still feel like a failure? Yeah, I do, because I'm not making as, as much money as I should be at you, my age. <laughs> and and you, if you made more money, would you not feel like a failure anymore? Well, I mean, I'm helping out my dad, but he, he's... Uh, would you still feel like a failure if, if you made more money? If I listened to my mama, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I am a failure. So do you think making more money would make you feel... Less than a failure? Yes. You would not feel like a failure if you made more money? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because, I mean, I could be making more money in our business, but... I mean, but why do you think making more money would make you feel better? Because that's what Mama wants. <laughs> that's what Mama wants? Mama, yeah. Your Mama, Mama wants that. Hey, why aren't you... Why didn't you go to college? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you... Uh, Amazing. You know, like, well, why don't you stop talking to her? Well, I do, but uh, he just, she's always there. I mean. Have you forgiven her? I have, but she, she uh, didn't, she doesn't uh, accept her wrongdoing, so. She doesn't need to. 
You just need to forgive her so she can't get to you. I'm with the old man. I love my old man. I'd rather have the old man yell at me than some other old man. And beat you with a rake. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, beat me up. <laughs> at least he's my old man, you know. Like, uh, what a mess. He he, no, but he talks to me, and I talk to him. And I'm really close to him. You know? I oh, love okay. my father, you know. No. Yeah. You had your hair? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you feel like a failure? Well, no, but... In the same sense that Alexis was talking about, I, when you first asked, it was, have I ever? And, and yeah, I did. You used to feel like a failure? Yeah, at times. And uh, what caused that? I think I had, uh, I was measuring my success, whether in the present, the past, or the future, uh, based on other people's ideas of success. Oh, okay. And I guess, more importantly, when I felt most like a failure, it was less um, economical and more or even educational, uh, and more like social. I had kind of been cast out of like a social group pretty harshly, and I thought, oh, there must be something wrong with me. And then I realized, actually, maybe a couple of months ago here, it's like, oh, that was just a false identity I had of myself. Like the person I wanted them to see me as, right, was not the person I was. And when those two things had to come to pass, I felt like a failure until I realized, oh, that's not, that's not me. Like I'm not that fa false image, whether it's I, I left college, I'm not successful you know like that was just a false image like i had to finish college to be successful um or i had okay. to have all these friends to be successful so i think the expectation the, the false images i had of myself and that like expectation i put my, for myself is probably where that feeling of oh i'm a failure so you don't have that now no <laughs> not anymore not at all nope oh, okay amazing yes sir and then the young lady thank you i just wanted to quickly touch on something that I know a lot of men probably feel the, the measure of... Let me of just respond to something you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about when I was growing up, my parents never said to me, I want you to be better than me. Mm. So you got to go to school, you got to do this so you can be better. That's so dumb. <laughs> Why would you say that to your children? Isn't it like a setup? Yeah. So now you got to go to school, you got to work hard, you got to try to get more so you can be better than your parents. And then when you get it, you still feel like a failure. They think it sounds encouraging, too. That's what? They think it sounds encouraging. Oh, that's why they said? Yeah. They just taught us to work and be responsible and not to hate and that kind of stuff. But yeah. they never said, I, I want you to go to school so you can be better. Uh, get a better job or something. Anyway, go ahead. I just thought yeah. about that. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on something that I, <coughs> I know a lot of men feel in today's society, the pressure uh, of stepping up to the plate, being able to um, be financially responsible to be able to take care of a woman, and also a woman feeling the pressure of making herself look a certain way so that she can attract a man that can be physically and financially responsible to take care of a family. So it's like we're both, both sexes are being played to yeah. think in a certain way so that we can further an even bigger agenda from society, I think. I think that's what's going on. Amazing. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Um, just on the failure question, I don't think I'm scared of failure. I would say I'm more like scared of success. You're afraid of success? Yeah. Have you ever been successful? No. 
How do you know you're afraid of it? Because I feel like I'm destined for greatness. You're destined for greatness? Mm-hmm. To do and what? <laughs> I don't know. What's greatness? I don't know. <coughs> Success. You don't know what greatness is? Well, greatness, maybe, I mean, if I had to define it, maybe like influence. Influence? Mm-hmm. So, if you're destined for greatness, why are you afraid to, of it? Because I don't, I want to like rebel. I don't want to follow my destiny. Or also, as I was kind of thinking about this, um, I feel like I'm, like now I'm kind of getting over <coughs> that by coming here, but I feel like before I felt it to be overwhelming. And now it's kind of like, oh, just take it day by day. And um, it kind of just comes when it's going to come. And um, also what I wanted to say is um, that I've always been like creative. So I've always wanted to become more creative or get with in tune with that side of just creating art or anything. And um, then I heard recently that all like great art um, leads to transcendence, which leads to God. So that's kind of why I feel like I do want to grow my relationship with God. You know, and then I'm, um, I'm, I'm talking about the guy with the phone. <laughs> yeah. So I was just saying, just um, as I've been. Um, you know, building my relationship with God, I have become more creative. Like, I've seen, I'm sure other people could relate to this, or I've seen plenty of videos of, you know, successful artists um, saying that, like, they don't really come up with their ideas. It kind of just comes to them, or they kind of just, you know, wait for it, or they have oh, okay. to just, you know, kind of relax, and it, it, they don't really know how to explain it. And I feel like that's, like, kind of the perfect way to explain a relationship with God or letting God work through you. Amazing. The young lady in front of you want to respond. Uh, <coughs> Are you afraid of failure? I am not. You're but not. I have been failing myself. You have what? I have been failing myself and in the things that I feel important to myself a lot because I think too much and then I sometimes don't have enough faith and trust to myself. And then that caused me to overthink, and then I succumb to the evil side of me. And why do you do that? Because sometimes I'm, I, I think too much, and then why do you think I have so much? fear about the things that I don't want to be as an outcome. And so why do you do so much thinking? Because sometimes I cannot stop myself from thinking, and when I start to think, usually I'll start to think the wrong thoughts because thoughts are evil. Right. And so sometimes you think evil thoughts? Yes. Can you give me an example? Yes. So I really love him. I really do. And we have some conversations about my past that we have misunderstood about. So I think to myself that I don't want him to read the message that I had with another guy in the past because I don't want him to misunderstood me. So I called my sister and then I say, hey, I'm really worried about if he read the message that he will misunderstood. And then so I have my sister to delete the message. 
and that just create an even more huge gap of trust between me and him, and then I feel very stupid about myself. I have been feeling on this side of me in terms of um, the trust in the relationship that we have. I have been feeling for six months, and then that is a battle that will kick into me when it comes to um, the trust that we have with each other about my past. And then I'm realizing that I'm constantly in failure when it comes to this situation, and then that caused me to have um, wrongful thoughts. Do you, do you think he loves you? Does he love you? He does. And does he bring up your past? Um, he cares about me. That's why he asks. Okay. But he doesn't bring it up all the time, right? No. And he, he hasn't said he's going to leave, right? Huh? Did he say he's going to break up with you? Um, no. I, um, when I assess myself and when I think about him and when I think about the woman that I want him to be with, and I think about the package that I have up until this point as a human being, I sometimes really think to myself that I'm not the best option for him. So when he brings up the things that I know that I doesn't match his mark, I will tell him that I think that he should find the person that he really feels that way with. Really? And uh, is this your first time here? Yes. Uh, do you have anger? Um, I used to have anger, and then <coughs> I, I tried to solve that with myself. But in this situation that I have been really mad about him for many times, and then I'm, I'm, I'm not mad anymore. Oh, good. I, I, I want him to have the best thing that he can experience this time here on the planet. And then I keep doing the wrong thing. <laughs> no, he'll be all right, man. Hey, let her, he'll be fine. Let her get it out. Don't stop him from getting out. I'm sorry. No, no problem. I feel very stupid. I don't know what to do. Be uh, I apologize. We actually had a discussion like right yeah. before this. Yeah, don't so, bother. But let her get yeah. it out. Don't, don't be a mama to her. She'll be fine. She's just crying. It's not blood. So he should be fine. Um, Jesse, sorry. <laughs> no, um, no problem. He's a big fan of yours, and then I started to hear about what you talked about because of him. Nice. And I really agree with you and the, the things that you say. And then um, everything from you and from him make me think a lot about myself. And then I really appreciate the chance to come here and... Um, see you and be with everybody. I feel very weak as a woman and as a human being because I don't like to be attacked by demon. I don't like to be manipulated by those thoughts but sometimes those thoughts comes to me and then it makes me think those thoughts yeah 
then I start to overthink. And then when I start to think too much, I usually, 99% of the time, do the wrong thing. I betrayed my heart. I betrayed what I know is the right thing to do when there are too much thoughts on my head. And then more and more, it cascades down. And then I have been in a role of doing the wrong thing. And then got to the point where I don't know how to honor him anymore. And I feel very bad and very stupid because I really love him and he's the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life and I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> so have you gone and forgiven your mother? Huh? Did you forgive your mother? Yeah. You went to her? Huh? You went to your mother and forgave her? Yeah, I talked with my mom and my dad on the phone, and then um, I also went back to visit them um, last summer. Oh, okay. Are you doing the silent prayer? Huh? Are, are you doing the silent prayer? Did he show her the prayer? Yeah, it's like a, so we do like a, kind of like a meditation type of thing. Oh, okay. So much similar yeah. to that. Um, <clears throat> the, 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 uh, the battle you're having with thoughts, every human being has that. Not That's one. so hard. And then... I feel very weak because when I when I can have clear thoughts, I can differentiate very clear. These are the bad thoughts, and I'm going to think this way. But sometimes when I fall short, and then when I become weak, these thoughts will just find a chance to come into my head. Right. And then I think so much, and then I've been doing all the wrong wrong decisions, and then he has been experiencing all the outcome of the wrong decisions with me. Right. And then I feel very bad. I don't know. I Do you want you want to end that? You want to stop? You want a better life? You want I, a good I, life? I want to stop myself from overthinking and yeah. doing the wrong thing. And then I want to I, tell you that all okay. thoughts are all lies all the time. The ones that when you think you're feeling good, that's a setup. Because no such thing as feeling good in thoughts. But mm. when you think you're feeling good, you kind of relax and you're not paying attention. And then the devil would give you a negative thought. Now you're feeling bad. So you're up and down yeah. because you believe in thoughts. But if you just know that all thoughts are all lies all the time and that you are not thoughts, you'll be fine. You are not the thought. You're not creating the thoughts. They're not from God and they're not you. They're not from you. When you get into thoughts like that, you're worshiping to the devil. You're fellowshipping with the devil, and that's what he wants you to do, the devil, right? I know. So all thoughts are all lies all the time. You just got to know that, stop identifying with them, because that's a spirit inside of you. It's not you. And just know that, you'll be fine. But you think it's you, and it's not. And don't do it to try to please him. You do it because you want to come out of the hell that you're yeah. in. You want to do it because you don't like living this hell. You I don't, you don't need, you. you should have a person, place, or thing that, that makes you want to do it. You do it because you want to come out of the hell, and you'll be fine with him. He'll be fine. But all of your thoughts are lies. They're not you. And they're telling you, oh, you want to be, I want to be perfect for him. I want to be, that's, that's dumb. Because if you got up every morning and walked on water, 
or go to work on a cloud, you still can't satisfy him. It has to be because you want to be right. And stop feeling sorry for yourself. That's all ego. Mm. All the crying and stuff you're doing now, mm-hmm. it's just about ego. ego. Yeah. You feel good about crying. You feel good about being miserable. That's just the ego. That's not you. You feel good about wanting to please this man. You feel this. But it's all fate. It's all evil. So cut it out. Just grow up. Okay. Stop acting that way. You want to do it because you want to be free, as he is free. And then you guys will get along perfectly. You disagree, you agree, and it won't be an argument like that. It'll just be a disagreement. He's trying to help you. He's not going anywhere. But you don't do it for him. Do it for you. That make sense? Yes. And cut out the crying. Oh, no. Duh. I'm that sorry. I wasn't going to cry. But <clears throat> no, that's fine. I'm glad you did. Because I want you to see people who cry, people who worry, people who get mad, people who get glad. It's just an ego trip. It has no meaning. It's just worshiping the devil. And they want you to feel sorry and be happy with them or be sad with them and all that. Because like when you were crying right now and he would rub your back. That felt good, right? Makes you want to cry longer. No. <laughs> but you, you know, like somebody, you'd be about to cry and you want to hold it. And then somebody rubs you back. Mama started rubbing you back. Now you want to cry. It's all ego. It's not you. That's what I want you to know. It's not you. All that stuff you just said is not you at all. About the past, that doesn't exist anymore. You can't make up for something that doesn't exist. You apologize and be done with it. God forgive you. You're doing fine. You just... All thoughts are all lies all the time. No such thing as a true thought. And stop identifying. When they come like that, just know that that's the devil. That's a spirit. Don't call it you. Because when you call it you, you identify with the devil. I feel this and I feel that. That's the devil. That's not you. You're none of those things. And never has been. The real you has never been afraid. The real you has never been a failure or a success. The real you has been none of those things. But you identify with the devil thinking that is you. It's not you at all. That make sense? Yes. So cut it out. Okay. Don't let the devil make you cry about nothing. It's not God making you cry. And stop glorifying in what has happened. All you have is right now. There is no yesterday. There is no tomorrow. What do you think about that? I agree with you. Speak to the mic. Um, I, you you I, think you agree with it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not true. So when those thoughts come, just relax and look at them. Do nothing else. And looking at them is what's making you free. If you can see the thoughts, by looking at them and not reacting, you're free. Okay. You're not in them if you can see them. You're only in one with them if you can't see them. You're doing just fine. It's not you at all. And he can't make you do that. You got to want, you got to practice and just be aware of the thoughts. All thoughts are from the devil. There are practical thoughts that's not from the devil. 
You know, you got to go to work, you got to go to the grocery store, put gas in practical thoughts, but you don't live by those thoughts. The devil got you suffering unnecessarily. You're free. When Christ came, he freed us up. And the devil has no power at all, none. He has, he's been defeated. But if he can tempt you to believe a lie, then he got you. Because you'll carry it out yourself, thinking that is you. So you're doing fine. What should I do about the actions that I've taken in the past and then I couldn't erase them? Nothing. It's done. You said, what should you do about the past thing, you say? Yeah. Nothing. They don't exist. The devil reminds you of it as though it does exist. But in reality, it doesn't exist. Whatever happened then, happened then. It, it doesn't exist anymore. Period. What should I do so that I can let him know about me? Nothing. Don't try to prove anything to anyone. Either he'll see it or he won't. He doesn't need you to try to prove it. You just need to live. Just live. You can't prove anything to anyone. Yeah. The more you try to prove it, the more control they'll try to get over you. They will never say, oh, okay, you're free. I had enough. You don't need to prove it anymore. They'll drive you in the ground. Don't do anything. It's over. The past is over. All you have is right now. So stop trying to make up for a path. You can't ever make up for a path. Either he forgives you or he doesn't. And all the if he remembers, it's just the devil is making him remember it too. But and, make, and when you remember it, you act out. But it's not real. Stop being a beta. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense? Yes. It's not, it, really, it's all an illusion. If he see, when he sees that you're free, you don't have hatred in your heart, when you can constantly overcome, he'll be fine with that. And if he doesn't forgive him, he can't help it. He literally, if he bring up your past and all that, so-called past, he just can't see what he's doing. Don't resent him for it. He just don't see because if he could see, he wouldn't do it. Because he would see that there is no past, no future. All, all, only thing we have is right now. So forgive him if he bring up the past. So um, sometimes when I have those thoughts, should I communicate with him? No. Nope. Should I let him know? No. Nope. Just watch him. There's nothing he can do about it. Now, if you want to sometimes talk about how crazy thoughts are, but not as an identity, you'll be fine. Like, oh, I had this crazy thought about cooking cornbread. And I don't like cornbread. <laughs> and I know that thought was for me because I don't like cornbread. I like rice. You know what I mean? Don't take it as an identity. So if you do talk to him about it, don't make it a big deal. Just notice how to... Because the devil, he, he gives us all kind of crazy thoughts. All kind. And if you don't know it's not you, you'll think that they're you. So you can have that kind of talk, but not when you're all crying and, 
and looking for sympathy and, mm-hmm. and all that. Don't do it with that motivation. Because no, no human being can save you from that. I know. Thank you so much. That makes sense? Yes. Um, I have one more question. Yes. If there's anything that we, if there are something that from my past that maybe he's not agree, that we are not agree about, that that past <coughs> effect, should we seek mutual agreement so that our relationship is real and right and strong? Should you do what now? Should we seek for mutual agreement? Should we be on the same page for what actually happened in my past so that no. he can trust me? You shouldn't bring up your past at all because it doesn't exist. And if he brings it up, tell him not to and forgive him. I don't care. There's nothing in your life that you've ever done, no matter what, that you need to think about. God is not holding it against you. You should not hold it against yourself, and he should not hold it against you. Either he be with you now as you are or don't. Either he forgive you or he doesn't. And if he doesn't forgive you, give him the finger and go live your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't prove anything to them. People will try to destroy you if you try to prove something to them. People are evil. So forget about the past. <laughs> God is not remembering it. He doesn't remember it. He's not holding it against you. He understands that you're in a fallen state and you're overcoming. And everything you did in the past was because you were turned away from the Father. You were in a fallen state. You were in the wilderness and you didn't see what you were doing. You couldn't see at the time. So he's not holding it against you. And, if, if, and I, don't, I don't know if he's bringing it up or not, but if, if he's bringing up your past, you don't want to be with a person like that anyway because you can't live up to that. That's not love. Love is to forgive and forget. Love doesn't remember anything. It doesn't hold on to anything. It forget. That makes sense? Is it cool if I say something? So I just, to talk about failure and everything, it seems like that's what you guys were talking about before we came in. And I guess to speak for myself and maybe um, for some of the people that, that, uh, I guess, uh, feel like they have a responsibility for well, first and foremost, I, I feel like most people want to connect back to the Father. If you, to, We could use the word the All Father or love. Do. Yeah, and so we have a responsibility to that first. And yeah. then after that, we have a responsibility to, uh, to uh, I, I guess, uh, showcase that to the rest of the rest of the world. And so first and foremost, we need to have strong families. And that strong families come from the man and then the woman. The woman leads the man, and then that's how the family is strong. And so for the most part, I think, like for myself, and I feel like most people that are on this, that are in this war, I think a lot of people might be afraid to, I guess, it's just in every corner, in every, on every street, everywhere, it seems like families being attacked, strong yeah. relationships are being attacked, and, and there's so much incentive to do the other, you know, to go against that. And I think for myself, like, I'm not, I, I'm not afraid that I will fail, but I would say that, again, like, the reason why she talked about what she talked about is, like, the reason why this is are so important. Are you a boyfriend or a husband? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, boyfriend, not husband. Okay. And so, uh... <clears throat> That's the reason why it's so important, and that's the reason why we like these questions exist. And it's because we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing, so that we could be examples, stewards of strong families. You know, but I guess to go back to like, if I were you, I wouldn't think about any of those things. 
Yeah, yeah, certainly. I wouldn't think about, I want to be strong. I want to have a strong family. I want this and that. Uh Because you don't know what you want. And if you just grow in the light, whatever's in store for you will happen naturally. Mm -hmm. Don't don't have an outer reason to want to be anything. You just want to overcome the darkness. Have no plans, no ideas, or anything, because all plans and all ideas are from the devil. And so if you think you know God, that's from the devil. Yeah. If you think you want this, that's from the devil. All plans and all ideas, you have to share them. You have to disappear. They have to go. And you just live in the present and let the light guide you, and you will have an amazing life. Yeah. But all your ideas are from the devil, so let all that stuff go too. All that it, stuff is ego because you don't want, even when you wake up, you're not waking up to try to prove to anyone anything. Yeah. You're just a free person, and, and those seekers, those who are seeking, will see that. And they, hey, how did you become free? I forgave. I turned back to the Father. Yeah. That's all you need. You know what I'm saying? Sure. sure. So Definitely. just do it because you want to come out of your own hell. Yeah. And I think that's the, the only reason. It's not about even having an amazing, an amazing life, you know? Right. That's yeah. right. It's not having no plan. Yeah. It's just that you're going to come out of the hell. All the conflict and the fear and the worry and stuff you have will disappear. Yeah. Cool. Are you doing a silent prayer? Yeah. Every day and every night? Uh, I, d- I don't do it every night. Um, so we've been moving, actually. So we just moved down here. But the thing is, is that I, I think I started the silent prayer, well, my own version of the silent prayer back in, like, 2013. I started when I was, like, 19. Oh, okay. And uh, it's because I, I grew up in a single-parent household. You had a single mother and everything. Do you bring up so, her past? Huh? Do you bring up yeah, her past? Yeah, I did. I Why? did initially. You still initially. So... Kind of, I think do it? The, the whole, the point of bringing up the past is not the past itself. Cause again, that is the past. And so that's not now, but well, the why point do you is bring it up? because the point is, is to, um, well, so this was actually in the beginning of like when we first met each other and uh-huh. everything, and it was more so about the idea of being able to live in truth. So if a question can be asked, something that's sensitive, something that somebody may want to be deceptive about, it's like that it's more of like a test. It's like, there's these things that we <sighs> as human beings want to cover up. We want to hide. Well, and listen, the thing is, listen. Don't ever bring up her past. Certainly. It does no good. Yeah. All you're doing is allowing the devil into your relationship. Hmm. Whatever her past was, that was then and none of your business. Yeah. And, and she wants to be able to trust you and know that you trust her. And if you are going to be the head, mm-hmm. then you've got to act like the head. And the head doesn't bring up the past. Yeah. You just show her how to forgive. And, and you see she's trying so hard to please you because you bring up the past. And you love that. That's why you bring up the past. Don't bring it up. Mm. That's not love. Yeah, yeah. Cut that out, man. What the? Definitely, yeah, yeah. Don't ever bring up her past. It doesn't exist anymore. So let me ask you a question. And now she's, now she's trying to please you. Yeah. And you like that. I, I suppose. I mean, and, if I, if I, if I, well, hold on, my man. So there's layers to this thing. There's layers to our beans. Yeah. And so you're talking about a specific layer. There is a layer that exists where... I do like it in the sense that, but as far as like, well, that's evil though to bring up her past cer- to hurt her like that. Yeah, yes, definitely. I, I completely agree. You're trying agree. to get control over her. Apologize. You don't have to do it now, but yeah, yeah. Apologize yeah. for that man and cut it out. Yeah. That's all hell. That's the devil. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that maybe not all people can see the things inside of them that connect well, see, them to the devil. It's not your job to make them see it. No, I, I yeah, it's no, the that's light what I'm of God yeah. that would cause them to see it. You can't make them see it. Yeah. Because if you make them see it, 
then they don't really see it. But as far as that little thing that makes me like it, that is the connection with the devil. And the fact that I can see that, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I can see that because I don't let that lead me. But I can see that. But if so, if you saw it, you wouldn't bring up the past. Yes, I suppose you wouldn't if you saw it because seeing it is love. Yeah, God is love. The light is love. And if you can see, you're not going to try to hurt another person. Yeah, just for your little ego sake. Yeah. So you're not seeing it, really seeing it. You're seeing it intellectually, maybe. Possibly. And, and then you're, getting, you're doing it to make yourself feel better and have control. That's not love. That's yeah. not seeing it. In seeing, there's nothing but love. There's no desire to control. There's no nothing. Would you, you say? You have compassion and the right kind of compassion because you see that this person can't see. Yeah. And so, but you don't judge them because they can't see. So... Would you say that when you're like in the modern dating scene, when you're trying to get to know somebody and you're looking for a mother for your children, and let's say you have these series of questions and these series of things that help you determine where this person is at with respect to whether or not they could be a good mother and all that other stuff. So that, that's kind of how it came out. It didn't come out. In, it, didn't, it didn't come out. But you shouldn't have been doing that either. You, you don't think you I should date have been doing that? so you can get to know each other. Mm-hmm. You don't date to find out other people pass because once you get it, now you got it in your mind. And it's at any time it's convenient for you, you're going to use it against them. I see. You're not you're going to see this person who they are now, not where they come from. Yeah. Everybody got a past all sin. And how do you Men get away from that past? By overcoming it yourself, stand out of your imagination. And don't get it to somebody else's past. Would you say that the same scenarios that happened in the past could come in the present, just in different forms? And so the underlying not if you live in the light. Yeah. So not exactly. So then let's say that the only way to get out of that is to get is to live in the light. And so the only way to get out of it is to be born of the Father. Yeah. And so you have. And when you're born of the Father, you wake up, and there is no past. Yeah. But you, you do have to contend with those things and understand that those things happen. You don't have to contend with them because they're over. It doesn't, it's an illusion. It doesn't So exist. you just completely forget. So yes. when you're born again of the Father, you just completely, I see. Absolutely. Okay. That makes because, sense. Okay. And, and, and if you're living that way within yourself, you're going to treat others the same way. Yeah. Because you got it by the Father. Mm. You got it by the light. And you know that all are in a fallen state and they couldn't help themselves. Yeah. God is not bringing up her past. He's, he, he's married to her too. He's not bringing up her past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, don't, you know what? I don't want to be my wife because yeah. you did this. That Don't bring up her past, man. What the? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear, I hear you. Just leave that alone and just take her for now. Date with her. Get to know her. You be a good example. Mm. You be of love. Mm. And point the right way. She can do the side of prayer, overcome the anger. You just be the example that you hope that she would come into the kingdom. Yeah. But you don't need to know anything about her past to do that. Yeah. And if she want to tell you about her past, you'll share it with you at the right time because she'll see that you won't use it against her. Yeah. That make sense? It does. So cut it out, man. No Definitely. wonder she's crazy. Huh? No wonder she's suffering so much. Yeah. I, you got I her trying to please you. Don't yeah. try to please him. Someone's trying to do the right thing. You do the right thing by standing out of your head. Letting thoughts pass and living right and doing what's in front of you every day. Just, that's, the only way, that's the only thing you can do. That make sense? So cut that out. 
And he's not going to do it anymore. If he does, let me know. <laughs> and it sounds like he means well, but he can't see. Because if he saw, he wouldn't do that. So forgive him. Don't hold that against him. And no more discussion about the past between the two of you. Don't bring that up anymore, man. Yeah. And you forget about that. Don't let the devil make you think about it either. Any questions about that? Let her have a mic. I, um, the reason why I, I'm, 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 I appreciate he bring up things to me is because I really want him to know about me. Why? Because I really love him, and then I want these things to be, um, I want him to know that um, I want to use my whole being to honor him. That's and not love. You don't need to honor him. You honor God. He's not God. You can't please a human being. Okay. You want to honor God. You want no other God above you. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nobody else or nothing else. And then love your neighbor. Because if you love God, you're going to love him in the right way. It'll happen naturally. You don't have to honor nobody. Don't be honoring. What the? Okay. That don't even sound right. Just imagine it, how you building his ego up trying to honor him. Mm-hmm. That is an ego builder like not even going on. You're not supposed to honor some human being. We love one another. We don't honor. Meaning that we don't judge one another. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. So cut that out. You'll be right with him when you're right with what's right. Don't try to prove anything. Just live your life. Be aware of the thoughts. Don't fellowship with the devil. Okay. Thank you. You are, And don't, don't be talking about, as a woman, I don't want to do that. You want to be a daughter of God, not as a woman. Stop identifying with that. With the physical. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah, don't be talking about as a woman. Just be you. You want to be a daughter of God. How does that sound to you? Um, I, I understand that and I agree with you. Thank you, Jesse. You're welcome. You feel better? Yes. Yeah, come out of your head. Okay. Let's stop. Crying. What the? I know. I know. It's very embarrassing, but yeah. Crying is ego. There's never a reason to cry. Unless you had a funeral, you may shed a tear, and that's it. Okay. (laughs) Unless you're at that time of month. Apparently, the lady cry every month. <laughs> but that, that, that makes sense? Yes. Does it make sense to you, too? Yes. Oh, okay. Cut out giving each other pain like that. You're working for the devil. Love one another. Don't judge one another. Yes, ma'am.
Right here, right here. Um, I just had one quick thought that maybe would would help her. Um, is um, one I think it's a lot of pressure to live under if you're constantly trying to like honor and please, like, and not going back into the past is a lot of pressure for any woman or wife or girlfriend to be under. And secondly, um, what I did for a while that kind of helped me and my husband was to. Um, when we'd be having conversations and maybe they were harder conversations or I'm in my head a lot, I'm not anymore when I used to be, is I took the word I feel out of everything. Yeah. And he'd say to me, so is this a fact or is... And he would, I, we wouldn't be in the conversation. I wouldn't be allowed to use the word... Not, not allowed, but we would try and take out I feel. And then when you actually take out I feel, you actually realise that most of everything that you're saying is emotional and not what actually what happened Absolutely. and then that would change our conversations and then that would allow me to stay out of my head and Absolutely. then when you are in your head because i struggled with that for a long time it's just kind of seeing it outside of yourself and just letting it pass mm. don't get emotional about it don't think about it don't think about the thoughts just recognize it's a thought and just let it go and you'll be so much more at peace and so and don't identify yeah. with it as you it's not i it's a it it's the devil in you and, and the light will rebuke the devil. It will destroy the ego. But you have to let that happen. And it's going to feel painful because it thinks like you and feels like it's happening to you, but it's not. It's not you. Absolutely. So stop identifying with it. And you too, man. Did you have your hair? Yes. And then I got it. Wow, look at the clock. What the... <laughs> Yeah, I, okay. just wanted to, I just wanted to make a quick comment when she was saying how you just have to kind of let it observe or let it go. Um, like someone made an analogy of surfers, how um, you can't, like a lot of people get lost at sea because they try to swim against the tide, but they keep just getting further, further away. Yeah. And like surfers know that you just have to go under, let it pass, come back up, under, let it pass. And they don't kind of worry or they don't try to fight it. I feel like when I try to fight the thought or another way of saying that is control it or think it comes from you. That's kind of like fighting the wave, you know, instead of just laying it past. And then yeah, once you don't go. even... Let yeah. life happen. Amazing. Um, do you feel like a failure? In a, yeah. That's a yes and no. Yes and no? Meaning what? Well... First, I have to figure out what is it like compared like to things that are going on in life. Like, do I want this in my life or do I not want this in my life? And if it's something that someone else considers a failure and I don't, then I shouldn't hold it against myself. And so sometimes you feel like a failure, sometimes you don't. Yeah, because there's times where, you know, I was expected to you know, go to school, have good grades, and then if I wasn't living up to the expectation, I'd felt like I was a failure. But then I realized, oh, maybe I'm putting my energy to things that I think that are more important to me. And just because there's a certain standard of, oh, this is a failure, this is a success, yeah. success and failures are subjective. What someone else considers to be successful, that may not be successful to me, so why should I be struggling to achieve something that I don't want to That's right. Life? Never, ever, as long as you walk this earth, never try to live up to anyone's expectation. Never. You can't do that. That's evil. 
You have to just live your life one day at a time. It, because if you try to live up to their expectations, when you there, when you think that they want you, they're going to want more. Not only that, how am I expected to know what's successful to me if I don't even know what it is that I want? That's right. And it's enough to know that you don't know what you want. You're blessed not to know what you want. It's just stay away from anger and live your life. Get a job. Get your own place. Save some money. 10%. And just let life open up where you have no expectation. It's good that you don't know what you want. Because if you think you know what you want, you're going to go for all the wrong things and you're going to be unhappy. Because those things are not going to make you happy. You'll be happier not knowing what you want and doing what's in front of you. You That makes sense? Yes. Nobody knows what they want. No one knows. And that's why they're grabbing at all the wrong things. And if, if your parents haven't told you Hey, don't try to live up to my expectation. I understand you don't know what you want. I don't know what I want, right? And just let God unfold. Your life will happen naturally. It really will. So don't fight not knowing. Be glad to see that you don't know. That make sense? Yes. Have you forgiven your parents for putting an expectation on you? Hmm. No, because I never really felt like that expectation was put on me. Or even if they said, oh, you know, you should do this, you should do that. I realized within myself that if it's not something that I want, there's no reason to forgive because I've already moved on. Oh, okay. So you're over it? Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm over it. Yeah. But don't hold on to anger. If you have any anger or anything to want your parents, they can't help it. Forgive them and you you'll be free. All expectations would disappear. And you'll be happy not knowing what you want. But you, and then you will have an amazing life and it'll be perfect. All right? Any questions about that? When you say forgive your parents or to forgive, what do you mean by that? You know how when you're growing up, the mama can be on you about stupid stuff, mm-hmm. impose a will on you, yelling at you, whatever, right? Or too mothery, and it makes you angry, and, and it makes you angry. And the moment you become angry, you become just like her or him, your father, if the father should do it. You take on the same personality. You have fear, you have doubt, you have worry, you're angry, you can't. People get on your nerves just like that, right? And that's because you become like your mother. And when you realize she was wrong for doing that, but she couldn't help it, you apologize. Hey, I'm sorry for resenting you for treating me the way I know now you couldn't help it. Then God will forgive you. I'm sorry for resenting you. I'm sorry for judging you. I know now you couldn't help yourself. And God will forgive you. Don't ever ask for forgiveness. You forgive them and you'll be fine. And and even with your father, if your father was weak or overbearing, same thing, forgive your father. Because if you don't forgive your father, you're never going to know God. And when you forgive, when you don't have anger, you have love. When you don't have anger, you have love, which is of God. And you love even your enemy. Because parents are crazy. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Have you noticed parents are crazy? I wouldn't 
consider it crazy, but I mean, how are you expected to teach someone all the things that you experience in your life when their experiences aren't the same as yours? You're not supposed to teach them the things you experience in your life. You're supposed to teach them to love and not hate and let them grow up. You're supposed to be a living example of love, perfect love, not emotional love. And the kids will see the light and they'll be fine. My parents never taught me anything like that. They were just examples for me. And I left home at 18, went through a lot, but because I didn't complain about it, I was ready for the world, the best I could be, I'm doing fine. They can't teach you what's right. They have to be what's right. And then you'll be like that. But if they're not right, you're going to be messed up. That's something else, huh? Something to think about. Someone else? Says something to think about. Yeah. And and start thinking about that. Do I really get angry at my parents? Look at it for yourself. And if you do, they can't help it. Go and forgive them. I'm sorry for resenting you. Because parents are crazy. And the kids grow up crazy. And it goes on from generation to somebody wake up. But if you don't forgive them, you might end up getting married or making babies, and, it, and your kids will suffer too. But if you have love, your kids will be fine. You'll start a new generation. You show them how to work while they're growing up. You know, make sure they work and have things to do. And they'll naturally be able to go out in the world and take care of themselves. In a, any questions about that? No, I don't have any questions. That makes sense a little bit? Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Well, get to know, see if, if they get on your nerve, all right? If they get, bother you at all inwardly, that's hate. That's not love. All right? Okay. Any questions? Okay, so now I got to answer this real fast. Wow. Do y'all want to end the meeting and we deal with it next Sunday or now? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the question is uh, Holly, pull up uh, Galatians 3.28. All right? The question is are you in a wrong human being? Every human being is in a wrong human relationship and we're taught to be that way from birth the moment you pop out of mama's womb they start teaching you to say thank you to smile to say hi and then you go to school and, and then now you're trying to make an A you, because look like this kid is smart you're being taught to be smart to work hard for the grades and then when you, when you go to college you work hard to do well in college. Um, you want to be like someone else. And all that is in you. Because, and then when you grow up, you act just like the people that indoctrinated you or created you in their image. You're not yourself. You smile when you really don't want to smile. You say things that are not true, but it sounds good in the crowd. Because that's what you've been taught. You have a, a raw human relationship with yourself, within yourself, right? 
You try to act like other people because look like that works better. You're not yourself. And so in order to become you, you got to die from all human conditions. School conditions, parent conditions, the world out there. Stop trying to be smart when you know you're not smart. You, you've been conditioned to be that way. And, and all that must die. The ego must die. You must be born again of the Father. I was, um, so I, what made me think about this, first of all, I, I watched myself, but I talked to a whole bunch of other people, right? And they all sound alike. They all condition alike. They all act the same way. They all, but they're all unhappy. Nobody is themselves. They're not individuals, right? And God said that we must be born again. We must be born of the spirit of the Father. So there have been some discussion. That I, hi, Anna. If Anna. Anna, right? Anna. Anna. This, this lady has been calling my show sometime, and she sent me information. And she had been telling me that Jesus, Christianity is not, or oh, the United States is not a Judeo-Christian country. And that Jesus wasn't a Jew. And so, but I've been conditioned to think that Jesus was a Jew. And so she, she sent me this information a lot. And so in my office Friday, I was going to clean my office, and I saw this little book she sent me. And it says something like, you know how Jesus was born of Mary, I mean from Mary, his mama named Mary, right? I can't remember names. <laughs> Jesus was born from Mary, but not of Mary. And so I read that, and it just started stirring a little bit, but I didn't think much about it. I just read a line or two and put it away. And then I, I woke up yesterday morning, and just what I was about to do to sign the prayer, I realized that Jesus was born of God. He was not born of Mary. We were born of the woman, but Jesus was not born of the woman. So he doesn't have her identity at all. He only has God identity and I saw clearly at the flash of my eye that Jesus is a spirit. And in him, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. And that's what's going to happen with you when you're born of the Father. All of your little identities, being black, being white, being Asian, being this, and being rich, and being poor, and being all that, will disappear. And you'll be born of the spirit. And in the spirit, there is no color. There is no identity. There's none of the stuff you think is. And so we must be born of the spirit of the Father. We're not ourselves identified with this body. We're not a body. We just live as Jesus did. Jesus lived in the body, but he was a spirit in the body. And so once we were born of the Father, we will become the spirit in the body. You won't be your body, and you'll stop identifying with the body. You really will because you're shared. All ideas, all imagination, all that would disappear when you're truly born of the Father. You must be born of the Spirit. Jesus was the Spirit. So I started asking, well, how did the Jews become a Jew? It's because they get their identity from the mother. I think you have to have a Jewish mother to be a Jewish person, right? Yes. To identify with that. And, uh, but, uh, when you're born of the spirit, you can't identify with any of that anymore because you are a spirit. You're not your body. You're not your mind. You're not these feelings. You're a spirit inside of a body. That's why you have to let all ideas go 
well, you have to in order to share the, the uh, ego body, the Satan mind and Satan feeling. And then you'll be free. But you got to stop identifying with these things. And you can't make yourself stop. But as you do the silent prayer and watch, the spirit of God will cause it to happen to you because Satan is a spirit as well. He is a deceiver. He is the accuser. You don't even accuse yourself. You think you accuse yourself, but you listen to the devil and it feels like you're making yourself feel guilty because you're listening to the devil. It's not you doing it to yourself. You believe in a lie. You are believing a lie. You have nothing to do with anything. We don't know what we want. We don't know who we are. We don't know nothing. We're dumb. But you got to be born of the Father. He was a spirit. Now, I guess in those days, because the Jewish thing came from the mother, physically they call him a Jew, right? But inwardly, he, he knew he wasn't a Jew. He knew he was the spirit of the Father. Jesus came straight from the Father, and we have to return to the Father, straight to the Father. And we would take on that spirit, and then you'll be free. All this mess in your head and all this stuff that's going on in the world would not affect you because the Father will protect you with love. You're protected with love. If you have hatred in your heart, you're protected with the devil. And that's not you're catching hell. But you must be born of the Spirit. Can you read uh, 3.28 for me in Galatians? Thank you for not making me come on stage, firstly. Okay. Why, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Yep. There's nothing to identify with. All your identities got to go. It's got to go if you want to be free. And it will go if you stay with the prayer and let it. And the ego pain is not an easy pain. Only because you're so identified with it. You think it's you. You think that when you feel sad, when you feel mad, when you feel glad, when you feel that you're feeling that way and you're not, that's the devil. But you call it you. When you're worried, when you have anger, all those things are of the devil. They're not of God and they're not of you. You understand that? That makes a little sense. No? Yes, sir. Oh, right here. I've actually uh, sent a super chat about this before, but I've heard that Jesus wasn't a Jew. He was the first Christian. Does that, does that make sense? Well, he didn't identify as that, though. He, had, he only had his father's identity. So he didn't identify with nothing exteriorly. I see. Nothing. Now, the world around him, we you know, because we're blind, we're looking at things with our eyes, and we're in a fallen state, we start naming things. Oh, he's a Christian. He's a Jew. He's this. He's that, right? But he, he doesn't call himself all those things. Right. He calls himself the son of the father. He didn't even call himself God. The people call him God. He, could, he said, I'm the son. And he said, the same thing that I'm doing, you shall do. And what he meant by that, and greater work shall you do, you got to become, you got to be. And then by being, by switching natures, overcoming the evil nature to the light, once you be that way, you'll find yourself doing what you got to do. You don't want to do, you want to be. You want to be. That makes sense? 
and being a, just like the devil made you do what you do now because you're of the devil. Likewise, will you be of God, truly being born again of the spirit? You do what he will have you to do. You, everything will be clear to you. You want to be a son or a daughter of God. So you got to lay down the ego. You got to let it go. And don't reach outside for anything to make you feel good about the ego. Let it happen. Because when you protect the ego, you're protecting the devil. And the devil using other people to make you protect the devil. Because it feels like it's you. It's not you. I, I understand it too, but it's not you. You got to get on that straight and narrow path and stay there. No matter what. When you're afraid, shaking your boots. And when you have that downtime, that quiet time, and the devil get busy in your head, just sit there. Oh, wow, look at the devil. He like telling you all these crazy things that make you want to run, make you want to cry, make you want to get mad. Just watch him. That's all you have to do. And the light will destroy the darkness because the darkness does not understand the light at all. The dark is just dark. It doesn't understand anything. It's just dark. But the light understands the darkness and the light. So the light would, would deal with the darkness. But the devil doesn't understand anything. He doesn't even know he's the devil. Have you ever been mad at somebody and you go off on them and that's all crazy? You don't know you're the devil then, right? <laughs> you think you're justified in what you're doing. You don't even see yourself. Amazing. Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Right here. Right. Yeah, um, you said that we shouldn't identify with anything, right? Right. And don't but, try to make yourself, because if I said that right away, the intellect will say, don't identify with anything. Yeah. And then you walk around looking crazy to my, I don't identify with anything. Yeah. And, you, but, and you get beat up by the devil. It's enough to see that you identify with things, right? And seeing it frees you up from it, because the power of God yeah. would take care of it. You can't make yourself be that way. Uh, very often you say, we need more white babies, right? Right. But so no, isn't that identifying with, white with whiteness? What? Isn't that identifying with whiteness? No. No? Now, I can see white without identifying with it. But, you know, like when people have, uh, especially the whites, they have ch kids with non-whites, their kids do not look like them. So Thank aren't, God. They, aren't they committing racial suicide? Isn't that what the white supremacists are saying? Like, oh, when you mix your blood with oh, non-whites, your kids are not going to look like you, and so yeah. I don't know. That's a different story. Yeah, call me so on isn't the show that about you? That. Yeah. yeah, I got a right. Yeah, I know that. That's a that's a different topic. Right? Yeah, show there. Yes, ma'am. Last word. Oh, that's in your hand, and then right here, last word. I mean, this is like one of my bits, so it's like semi-joke, but I did always did want to get your thoughts on it, that so God, um, Jesus is the son of God, and Mary's his mom, so technically Jesus is a baby out of wedlock. Would um, be what? Huh? Would you say technically? I say so technically Jesus is a baby out of wedlock, so maybe that's why everyone's having uh, babies out of wedlock nowadays. Tell the devil to get behind you. <laughs> what a question. I said it's a semi-joke, I just want to get your thoughts. Oh. <laughs> That's my thought. <laughs> Does this make sense that you must be born of the Father? 
And you have to watch the intellect because the intellect takes every word, everything, and they use it against you to make you think that it's right. And it makes you think that that's God talking to you. And it makes you think that that's God interpreting the Bible. That's the devil interpreting the Bible. God's voice is a voiceless voice. It's a revelation. He revealed things to you. And the devil talked to you. God allowed you to see. And the devil talked to you. So watch the intellect and just let, don't hold on to anything. Stay empty. Let the words go through it right in one ear and out the other. Let the truth, don't hold on to the truth or the lie. Do not hold on to anything because the intellect, which is of the devil, will use it against you and make you think you know and you don't. The devil is something else. Yeah. So don't hold on to anything. And watch how the devil try to remind you of what we talked about today. And, and then if you believe him, you'll try to live that way. And then you walk around all puffed up thinking that you are and out of control. Everybody else will know you're crazy but you. That makes sense? Last word. And then we got to go. Um, I was just going to say everything you said about... Uh, Jesus not being a Jew, like that makes so much sense that he's a spirit and he doesn't identify. But can I? Um, but when we identify him as a Jew, and I understand in the Jewish culture, they, they um, I guess it's a, like a cultural thing, the Jewish thing. Come, but if we see Jesus as a Jew, it's going to stop us from knowing him as right. the spirit of Jesus. Right. Yeah. It didn't, I never dawned on me, but I never was really into like whether he was a Jew or not anyway. But with you just saying like he was just the, he identified as his father, yeah. his spirit. But um, so for the month of July, can I identify as white because I'm ready to celebrate White History Month and I got my shirt and everything. Yes, you can. Honestly, I've been one month only. OK, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Oh, I got a white card. <laughs> That's right. It, um, so listen, stay with the prayer. Stay on the straight and narrow path. It's not easy. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind. And don't look ahead. Don't be joining groups. Don't have no heroes. Don't, don't put anyone over you. Stay that individual and you'll be fine. When you can be alone, you'll be fine. And so when you are out with people or whatever you do, you won't get a sense of identity from it at all. You just do it and go, go home. All right? So stop identifying. But don't make yourself. Just see that you are identifying and seeing it will change it. All you have to do is see. And the light is power because the light is perfect love. The darkness will make you destroy yourself. All right? So thank you all for tuning in. I hope that helped a little bit. Become your own man, your own woman. Stay on that street and there no matter what. And watch those thoughts because they are not from you. There is no past, no future, no left, no right. God is right now all the time. He's not in the future or in the past. All right? So stay there, stay there, stay there so you can overcome the ego mind and the ego feelings. Uh, we have counseling service, the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Um, any other announcement? Okay. So thank you for your support. I do appreciate it. And uh, have a good Father's Day. Have a good Father's Day. Thank you all so much. <laughs> Amazing.
<laughs> Amazing. So we're going to do the offering.